Hey you and welcome to Storytime with Alexis. This is your host Alexis and Jared and we are going to dive right in today, okay? All right, so today's episode is called The Power of Perspective. The mindset shift that you need to make in order to start enjoying your life. And of course, as always, I'm going to start out with the story because this is Storytime with Alexis. So, a few weeks ago, um, I have a family member who I stay with right now while I am saving money and getting ready to be married and all that good stuff. And this said family member has an amazing, amazing garden. And she's been growing this garden for quite a long time now. Um, but as you know, living in the state of Georgia, the weather here is ridiculous and tricky. And girl, it's just horrible sometimes. Okay, so... One day she comes in the house and she's all sad. And I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, the frost killed my garden. And I was like, what? She was like, the frost got to my garden. And I was like, wow. So I look outside and of course, her beautiful garden full of all different types of plants. It has withered. Everything is drooping over. It's now brown. Overnight, it seemed like all the hard work she had put in for years had totally totally been like destroyed like her work was gone and I was sitting there and I was like wow like this was a really hard thing so I asked her a question I was like so what could you have done to have prevented um this garden from you know not withering because of the frost and she was like well if I knew that the frost was coming I could have put a blanket or something you know over my garden um or like a wet wet or or like towels and wet the towels and put them over my plants and so I was like okay but then she looks at a bowl that's sitting on the kitchen table and she's like well um I still have these bell peppers and I was like what do you mean and she was like well when it's done being really really cold outside I'll just take these bell peppers and I will take the seeds that's in them and I'll replant them and start all over again and I was like hmm Wow, it really did not hit me what a big, powerful lesson this was until she said it. And it took like a week or two for it to really sink in. So here's my question to you, boo. Have you ever been in an extremely life-changing situation where it seems like all the hard work that you put into something disappears overnight? Have you ever had to stop and realize that you have to rebuild something that you love all the way back over again and it's nothing like what you thought it would be the first time well i want to let you know something i don't know where you are in your journey but right now it's toward the end of 2019 as i am taping this and i want to tell you something i don't want you to weep too long over what you have lost you still have seed from what went well all right that's today today's triumphant three two you still have seed from what went well, all right? Okay, so I want you to say that. Today's triumphant declaration, say this with me, I will start again. You will replant, you will rebuild, however embarrassing, however you miss what it used to be like, you will start again, all right? Now, welcome. You will start again, okay? All right. 
Now, if this is your very first time hearing from me, welcome to Storytime with Alexis, the podcast. If this is your very first time hearing about me, I am a visionary and entrepreneur and a minister. And if you don't know my story, in 2009, I was miraculously saved from a suicide attempt. And in 2010, I fully dedicated my life to following Christ. I managed sickle cell disease. And my why is to help people live seen and loved so that they can fully experience the wealth of life. I run a business called the Alexis and Creative Agency where I help people become clear and confident when selling their service-based business products, even if they don't know who their audience is, even if you struggle with social media, and even if you know time is pretty limited and you are a beginner or an expert in your journey. doesn't matter where, I am here to help serve you in becoming clear and confident, all right? And also, I run the amazing ministry, The Cherished Woman, where I help women champion their emotional freedom and unlock their purpose. I am so glad you are here. All right, so on today's episode, we are talking about how to change your perspective after a hard life event, how to shift your thoughts, your mindsets, how to pick yourself back up again. No, it's not going to happen overnight, but you owe it to yourself to shift your to shift your perspective. Excuse me, get a little tongue tied there. All right. And so I want to give you a shameless plug. So I have a free ebook called It All Starts With The Day that I wrote on the Cherished Woman website. So that's www.thecherishedwoman.com. And this ebook provides five ways for you to take your power back from depression and walk whole in your purpose. And so I'm very, very proud of that ebook because I wrote it after a season where I really felt like depression was trying to come for me again. And I knew this time you are not going to accomplish what you tried to come here to, to accomplish. Not only are you going to bless me because you tried me i'm going to be a blessing to others because of what god has given me so i wrote it all starts with the day because i want you to know that the fight against toxic thoughts it starts with one day and the fight for you to get back in the ring and to be the person that god has called you to be it starts with one day one day at a time you can make it and so i have some practical tips and some pointers in there of how you can begin to do what i call stopping thoughts and reprogramming and reframing thoughts so that you can take your power back from toxic thoughts and toxic and depressive episodes so i'm incredibly excited of, about what i wrote and it's available right there as soon as you log into the cherished woman.com and you can be a man too if you want it no no you know no you don't have to be a woman but I don't watch that kind of stuff. So you can go in there and get it, boo. All right. So we're going to talk about today, of course, how to change your mind from just having a life event, event that just derail you and like knocked you off your feet. And you are left trying to figure out how in the heck am I going to pick myself back up again from this? And why did I even let this happen? And how did this go very, very wrong for me? We're also going to talk about something called the imposter syndrome. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. But it really became like a phenomenon of uh, in higher education for people to talk about in the late um, 2000s. And it truly is a very, very wonderful um, way of talking about the spirit of fear and how some of the most educated, capable, loving, kind, amazing people consistently doubt themselves. And they walk around with this hidden, tucked away belief that they don't deserve the success that they have and that somebody is going to find you out as a fraud and pull the wool out from everything that you're doing and expose you. And this 
imposter syndrome actually happens a little bit more in women than it does men. But this happens a lot, period, to professional people. So people who have achieved some type of success, you've gotten your degree, you earn a little bit more money now, um, and you are the bomb.com at what you do. You are a hard worker, you are dependable, you are lovable, you are kind, but there's that little nagging voice in your head that doesn't allow you to be the person that you've been called to be because somewhere deep down inside, you don't believe you deserve it. So we're going to talk about how to identify and spot limiting beliefs, of course, um, in this episode and how to get rid of those thoughts that make you feel like you're just not enough because I want you to live knowing that you were seen and that you were loved all right so here is my million dollar question for today's episode we're going to talk about of course how to change your perspective after you've been hit from a really really hard life event um but here's my question i want to ask you all right do you know the power of having the right questions asked so after a really really hard event has happened to you um, people ask you questions and they're like, you know, well, what would you do all over again? Or if you had it to do all over again, what would you do? And I want to tell you now that that is not a very powerful question to ask. So instead of me being like, well, here's what you do. If you could start all over, here's the question I want to ask you. The question I want to ask you is this, if you were going to tell somebody your story, what would be the top two or three things you would tell them to do better than what you did? Not the question of if you had to do it all over again, but what would you tell someone to do better than where you were? Okay, so let's reframe those questions. What would you tell somebody to do better, especially after it's been like a tough, hard life event? You've been derailed. You've been knocked off your feet. You are suffering the consequences from maybe something that was your actions or maybe, you know, you've experienced a death in the family or someone close to you has died what would you tell someone the top two or three lessons that you would learn? And you know, like, what would you, what would you do? Um, I can't hear your thoughts right now. So I'll just kind of tell you what my top three are. And then you can like email me or at me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and we can actually really talk about this. So what would you tell somebody who was in your exact same scenario? What wisdom would you give them to tell them, Hey, don't do that. Or Hey, cherish this time. Or Hey, here's some tips for getting out of this situation. All right. So I would say that one of the biggest um, things that I have had to work my way out of and bounce back um, has, I want to say it's been two areas. Um, The first area has been in the area of romance uh, and dating. Um, If you don't know my story, I am celibate as of this, as of when this is being filmed. I have been celibate for 10 years now. Um, no, nine years. Um, in 2020, it'll be 10 years. And I am engaged right now. Uh, my fiance and I have chosen to abstain from having sex until we get married. And I'm sure he wouldn't mind me telling this. This is part of his testimony and part of mine. But I've chosen to be celibate. I did have sex outside of marriage when I was in high school and college. And those were some really, really funky years of my life. And I did the whole dating thing way too early. Like... I was in love at 16, girl, and I just knew the guy that I dated was going to be my high school sweetheart, and I'm so glad that God closes doors, changes directions. Baby, I'm so happy that I did not get half the stuff that I prayed for. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, God. So anyway, 
Um, I will say that when it came to dating and romance, I had this big, huge magnet on me for attracting, like, I'll start to cuss, for attracting just the craziest dudes. Like, people who just, they, they wanted to date me because of the way I looked. Um, they were very vain. They always were guys who smoked and drank, partiers, clubbers, you know, but that was the type of environment that I was in. I will always maintain that I probably went to like one of the worst high schools I could have gone to. And my mindset was real off too, because I was very distracted. It was boys, boys, boys. And I pretty, I'm not 100% sure I could have graduated as a 4.0 or 4.2 student if I had not got distracted by dudes. Okay. So, like, my freshman year, I had, like, a 3.7 GPA. Like, I was, like, the bomb.com. But, lo and behold, came a spider, and I got bit. So, anyway, um, I will say that the biggest shift that I made was, like, in 2010 when I decided to become saved and go on this journey of Christ. I knew having sex outside of marriage was wrong. Um, I knew that it was something that I personally wanted to dedicate my life to Christ. And I knew right then and there when I got saved and I asked God for this, but I also kind of knew that in my spirit, the very next guy that I dated and dated seriously would be my husband. And that is pretty much what I got. Um, I will tell you that one of the hardest things in the world was being a chick who was used to getting so much like attention from dudes and literally watching God honor my prayer and literally having guys look right through me and right past me. And uh, I was sitting here like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Blah, 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 blah. And I was uh, definitely in this season where I didn't realize that God was honoring what I wanted. And so during my seasons of singleness, one of the big things that I focused on was just my relationship with my girlfriends and um, building myself up as a woman of God, starting a business, being a good employee, um, you know, just going to church, doing things that were so set apart and so different and um, just steering clear of dating. Because I will say that my daddy issues and like my um, issues with love and romance and me recovering from having PTSD stemming from a lot of abuse that I went through um, growing up. A relationship was like the last thing that I needed and the en the enemy of my soul was always trying to derail my destiny in the form of men. And I will just speak to you right now by the spirit that any woman or man that's listening to this, if you have holes in your emotions, please watch your dating preferences. They speak a lot about the type of person that you are. And if you keep finding yourself in a process, boo-boo, where you are dating the same type of men or attracting the same type of women, it's not them, it's you. And so I will say one of the biggest things that I had to bounce back from was literally having God change my preferences for who I wanted to date and me looking at all of the damage that I did to my soul by being in places that I shouldn't have been doing things that I shouldn't have been doing and realizing that every single time I chose to have sex, a part of my soul was like drifting from me. Um, and having soul ties is a very real thing. You can still be emotionally and spiritually connected to someone because you've had sex with them um and so I didn't want to walk as God began to renew my mind from 2010 all the way to I will say 2000 and mm, I say about 2017 
for so for about seven years as he was renewing my mind i went through this teaching curriculum called the naked truth on sexuality and um the leader of it her name is havila um cunnington i think is her last name and it's it's done by bethel church it's one of the best teachings about god's purpose for sex sexuality that i have ever heard in my life and it taught from the biblical reason why god talks about you know purity all the way to the scientific reason of how our bodies especially a woman's body is wired to assume that the person that you have sex with is your husband and why women have such a hard time with the whole friends with benefits and we grow feelings for guys immediately that's because there are certain hormones in your body that literally get attached to that person and i knew that my husband and who i who i allowed to choose me as a wife and who i chose as a husband was one of the biggest decisions I would ever make in my life. And I knew that I could not allow myself to make that choice because I was so broken and I was so hurt and I had so much craziness going on. And so I asked God, you know, I, I, I thought I'll ask the Lord, I don't want to handle this area of my life. I want you to literally like bring my husband in front of me. I want to be in an environment where he is my husband, but the whole time he's like my friend. And I don't know that one day he's going to be my husband. Like, I wanted to be around him, but not know it. And when I tell you God gave me the desires of my heart, because anytime I laid eyes on somebody that I thought was cute or that I thought was attractive, it was a disaster. <laughs> even as a Christian, even once I got saved and had my mind renewed and I got tired of being lonely and I earnestly started praying for a spouse, um, and even then, God had to redirect my prayers from just praying for my spouse to praying to be a wife. And there was a huge mindset shift there. Oh, my God, Jesus, I feel the anointing. Because so many women want husbands but don't know how to be wives. And so I had to really ask myself, what am I asking for? Um, and the Lord checked me one day. He's like, Alexis, you know, you're asking me to be, you're asking me for you to be married. But do you know how to be a wife? And he pointed out to me how a wife is a servant. And I'm not trying to say this in this like evangelical, white, Christian, you know, stay at home mom uh, type of, I don't want you to put that label on it. But truly, truly, I realized that I could still be a boss mom, still run my business. It could still be about me a little bit. But I, I don't want you to get this picture of a woman being weak and giving up her power as opposed to a woman being a wife, knowing that she is taking on the role of a servant. And so I knew that if I wanted to ask God for a husband, I was also asking God to make me a wife and to make me someone who serves my family and who serves others and who serves my husband. And the more I thought about my prayer requests, the more, the more I realized I don't know how to be a wife and I'm not sure that I want to be one because right now I am enjoying it being just me. And I'm trying to enjoy every second of every moment of every day of it just being Alexis. And so instead of me loathing this season of singleness because I am um, lonely, Lord, direct my prayers to now me having a sense of purpose in my singleness because I am a woman that you have called to be whole regardless if I'm married or not. And so... When I began to concentrate on my wholeness, 
And when I began to look at my love life and when I began to look back at that 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 ugly garden that is damaged and and horrible, I realized that the frost coming to my garden as far as my thoughts and my ideas on love and romance was one of the best things that could have ever happened and that God needed to uproot, tear down and destroy some limiting beliefs that I had about myself about marriage. He had to completely reshape my mind because I didn't grow up seeing the healthiest marriage. So he had to completely reshape my mind, my thoughts, my will, my personal will and emotions, because I believe that the Lord gives us the desires of our heart, but I believe that we need to know how to delight ourselves in his will so that when we get what he wants for us, it is in divine timing and not outside of his order. And there are a lot of Christian women who, who marry great guys, but they do things outside of the timing of God. And so therefore, there's no grace to cover the mistakes that are made. Oh, that's so good. And so I just want you to know that sometimes in life, the things that get killed off and the things that die have to die. The things that it seems like the Lord is just allowing to burn up that breakup that's broken your heart, that business deal that went very wrong. I had, um, in 2019, I worked and I served for a community service nonprofit um, organization. And the way that things ended with that organization broke my heart in two because some things happened that were so damaging. And it made me feel so bad that I had sowed seed. I'm talking about time, energy, my purpose, my everything. It's just watching something grow and it just didn't go anywhere. But I'm so glad that God broke me free from that contract because when I looked at where that was leading, it was leading to nothing. And God saw more than what I did. And so there have been so many things in my life. I could give you so many examples, but I really felt impressed by the spirit to talk about love and romance to start this uh, story time off because there have been so many things in my life that God has just come in and busted up and did not allow to work. And I was very upset with God. How could you let this die until I realized that he was honoring my prayers for what I wanted and he, his grace was sufficient and his grace was in there doing some work on my behalf. I just didn't like how it happened. Hello. So does we think we got God figured out? He changed the script. All right. So here is what we're going to talk about in our next few moments, because while I have you, as we are on the topic of changing your mindset or changing your perspective after a hard life event, um, I am and how, you know, our perspective is powerful. I want to talk to you a little bit about how to spot limiting beliefs, because if we're not careful, as we give God permission to change our hearts and minds after we are trying to come back from a hard season. If our perspective is not powerful, we could stay in a very damaging place, walking around in the wilderness for years, mourning something that God has been yelled at us, hey boo, move on, it's time to shift. And if we're not careful, we can get mad at God for him changing something that is bringing us blessings, like I just said. So I'm gonna talk to you through this, all right? 
um, the imposter syndrome, how it really, really truly is just like the spirit of fear. The imposter syndrome to me is the spirit of fear. And it is this, this deeply held belief that because you are successful and good at something that you secretly don't deserve it, that you are an imposter, that you have not deserved the wisdom, that you don't deserve to take ownership of the wisdom and the knowledge that you have and that you're not good enough. All right. So I'm going to talk about the five types of imposters. Maybe I have three. Okay. I have. I have four down here, so I'm going to try to research the other one, but we're going to talk about four right now, okay? So number one, the first type of imposter is the perfectionist, or you you struggle with being a perfectionist, and here's the telltale sign of stopping that limiting belief. Here's how you know you're wrestling with perfectionism. You ready? You care too much about what people think, and a perfectionist is someone who literally tries to get everything perfect so that they're not found out as being what they are not. If I could just show up as this person, dressed up, this, 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 if I have everything up here perfect, then maybe it will hide the fact that secretly I feel like this. Identify whatever your this is, boo-boo. Okay, number two, this is the other type of imposter. This is called the rugged individualist, all right? This is the person who tries to do it all themselves, who believes that their success is not success if they're, if they have to share, not in a selfish way, but if somebody else comes alongside me and does this research project or this business deal or helps me move from point A to point B, like if I bring in a therapist, then I don't deserve to have the success that me and the therapist work through because somebody else helped me with it all right this is the type of person who also has trouble delegating responsibility so whenever you have a big project or something that needs to be done and this person tries to do it all themselves it's not because they are a bad person but it's just because they secretly think that if if more than one name is on it then they don't deserve to have the success that has brought them okay all right Number three, the expert. This person is a, has to know everything there is to know about their subject before they can begin. They don't give themselves permission to not be all the way educated about something and still go for it. In other words, let's say, um, I, I struggle with this one, I will confess. So when I started my business, uh, the Alexis M Creative Agency, I wanted to learn everything there was to learn about marketing. But somehow, as I got good at marketing and as I experimented and got out there with my own dreams and brands, and I actually saw things coming to fruition, such as the 2020 Vision Conference or such as the 2020 Vision Movement period, where I teach women how to become confident and clear before they launch a service-based business, one of the things, excuse me, that I got hung up in was trying to justify needing another degree in order to feel good enough or qualified to teach this material. So even though I had loads of firsthand experience from being a business owner for five years, I felt as if somebody was going to come and say, y'all shouldn't listen to her because she ain't got no degree. Instead of just choosing to see the fact that I'm dang good at this and I really don't need another sheet of paper on the wall to validate who I am. 
And I will tell you that that sense of validation that comes from another degree or another book you read, another course you bought, another teaching, instead of just trusting yourself, getting out there, getting dirty, making the mistakes and failing, that part of us comes from not wanting to be found out that if someone puts us on the spot and asks us a question, it's okay to say, I don't know, or it's okay to be like, let me find out for you. You feel like you have to have an answer for everything because maybe somewhere in the past, someone maybe hurt you or embarrassed you or made fun of you for not being everything that it called for in the moment or that you uh, everything that you needed to be in the moment. And so you got to dig deep and release like whatever that is in your spirit that's telling you that you need another notch on the wall in order to feel good enough. We are waiting on you to show forth your God-given gifts. Do not use needing more education as procrastination. All right? All right. And number four, we're going to talk about this one. There's another one, and I can't think of it right now. I'm so sorry, but I'm going to go back and revisit this, okay? Keep listening to Storytime with Alexis because I'm sure you're going to love everything that we talk about. And I will be revisiting the imposter syndrome because it is talking to women and men about overcoming limiting beliefs is one of the staples of my ministry and my public speaking platform because I have been there in the trenches with you and the things that was happening between these two ears was what was stopping me from being great okay so this last one as we end for this evening is the superman or the superwoman this person feels like an imposter because they love to do multiple things at once to get things done and they feel as if you must um my success must come from the fact that i'm good at all things they don't know the superman and the superwoman does not know how to let themselves do less they don't know how to streamline concentrate on one thing and get it done and here is the telltale sign that you are suffering with being a superwoman you ready you get upset when you realize that a project or something that you want to do is going to take you longer than expected. You don't have to rush. You owe yourself a rest, okay? So the Superman and Superwoman really believes that their opportunities can be snuffed out and taken from them if they don't hurry up and get it done. This is a little bit different from the rugged individualist because the rugged individualist, they believe that they need to do it all themselves. But the Superman is the type of person that lives with this thought that time is running out you gotta get it done now and these type of people are very capable very smart very educated people very loving very kind people but there's a secret saboteur in the back of their head and if you don't learn how to deal with that and become emotionally intelligent and aware of yourself in a season where you need to power through your perspective you can be one of the hardest people in the world to work with because you don't know how to change your perspective and overcome those thoughts so that you can be powerful and seen at rest, delegating responsibility, not trying to make it perfect, not needing another way to educate yourself. We just need you to be who God has called you to be. Now, listen, I am not the Hallmark movie of beating the imposter syndrome. I am still struggling. I'm sure that one day I'll go back and I'll listen to this podcast episode and I'll be like, girl, you was preaching to yourself. Amen. Amen. But I do want you to know that you are seen, you are loved, you are valued. And when you have a very hard season in life, like maybe you're recovering from lost romance, 
Maybe you are recovering from a business deal or something that you should have believed in yourself all the way through and it went really wrong. And I have another podcast episode called, let me get to it, let me get to it, uh, It's Time to Bet on Yourself, where I really dig deep into a season in my life where I lost focus on something that I built and that was the 2020 Vision Movement and Conferences. And so I have talked about 2020 vision a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and kind of deep dive for like a few minutes on what that is. And then we'll kind of come back to the end of our show here. Um, But 2020 vision is my signature yearly conference where I teach curious and budding business owners how to flourish. One of the best things that I love how to do is build up people of faith. And so I love pouring into people. You can also book the 2020 vision experience as a workshop. To bring to your church, your business, your organization, or have me as a keynote speaker as I talk about how to power through limiting beliefs, how to identify your God-given purpose, how to make money off your gift, how to sell like a boss, and how to know what to do on social media when it comes to branding, websites, design, logos, and all that good stuff. So I have spent five years, well, it'll be six years now if you're listening to this, as a service-based solo business owner, and I love helping people live seen and live loved and helping them find their brand's voice. So your mission, your vision, your core values and all that good stuff. And then build on your brand's visuals, your logo, your website, your webpage. Maybe it's just a one pager or maybe it's your next ebook. But if you're in the service-based industry, if you serve people for a living, if you love on people for a living, if you are someone who exchanges your time for money, such as cutting hair, doing lashes, whatever, I am the girl to talk to to help you get strategy, to help you get encouragement on how to flourish in your business. And so anyway, I just want to want you to know that back in my old episode, um, Time to Bet on You and Betting on Yourself, that I talk a lot about how that opportunity was like my aunt's garden where I let something that I love die because of a careless mistake. But God had a remnant. He had a little bit for me left over. And there was a huge miracle that happened in my life as to how I got back on my feet again. And so I want you to know that it is possible for you to get back on your feet and to regain your perspective after a hard life life event. But you have to power through those limiting beliefs. You have to spot them. You have to know what it's like to wrestle with this stuff so that you can know that you are good enough, you are seen, and then you are loved. All right? So I want you to know, remember that our triumphant statement, our declaration for today is I will start again. I want you to know that you still have seed for what went wrong and you can still plant, you can still start again. So this has been Alexis M. Jarrett of the Alexis M. Creative Agency. I am praying that you have a great rest of your day, that you power through those limiting beliefs, that you understand the power of your perspective. And oh, if you want to get my ebook, for um, helping you power through toxic thoughts and get through depressive episodes. It's available on the cherishedwoman.com. So the title of that ebook is da, 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 da. It All Starts with the Day. All right. Five ways for you to power through depressive episodes and take your power back from depression. So it's on the cherishedwoman.com. You don't have to be a woman to go grab that ebook. But you are more than welcome to go and get it no matter what your gender is. I love you. Be blessed. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Remember, you got this. This is Alexis. I'll see you soon.